0: Welcome to the Maroon and White Audible Featuring your host from maroonandwhitenation.com Justin Strawn Alright, welcome to another episode of the Maroon and White Audible I am your host Justin Strawn Glad to be with you Just finished watching Mississippi State finish off their win over the Georgia Bulldogs 68-67. We're going to get into that, and we're going to get into Mississippi State's upcoming game on Saturday with the South Carolina Gamecocks here in just a little bit. Really ugly performance by Bulldogs, especially in the probably the last 10 minutes of the second half. Like I so said, we will talk about that and lots of other things in this episode of the Marina White Overall. But before we do that, as always, we want to give a shout-out to our sponsor, Cherokee Valley Golf Course. So let's hear from them real quick. Hey guys, this is Justin Strong from marinawhitenation.com. If you're a golfer and you live in the Greater Memphis area, you're probably just like me looking for the best opportunity for you to spend your golfing time wisely. Well, why not look and check out Cherokee Valley Golf Course. My son and I golf there almost every single time we go out, and it's a great course whether you're a skilled golfer looking for a challenge or if you're a beginner somewhat like me and just trying to learn how to play the game. My son and I have been playing there for years, and we would highly recommend it. They've done a great job of keeping the course maintained. It's a beautiful course, lots of wonderful practice facilities. No reason that you shouldn't be out there honing your game. So if you're in the Olive Branch area or in the greater Memphis area, give Cherokee Valley Golf Course a look and go ahead and tell them I sent you. That's Cherokee Valley Golf Course. You can call them at 662-893-4444, or you can book a tee time online at olivebranchgolf.com. Now, on to the show. Like I said in the opening, that Mississippi State did win their game on Wednesday night, 68-67 against Georgia, and just a really weird game, especially at the end. Mississippi State was up by 17 at one point in the game, but they ended up having to just scrap and claw their way and just hold on for dear life at the very end of the contest to be able to win it by one point. Georgia actually comes all the way back. They had stormed all the way back. They tie the game with about 10 seconds left on a three-pointer. Quindary Weatherspoon takes the ball in his hands. He gets down to the court, uh, pulls up probably from a little bit beyond the free throw line and gets called for – Georgia gets called for a foul. With the screen goes to the line to shoot two. He misses the first, but as he's shooting the free throw right, is, right after it leaves his hand, a stuffed bulldog comes flying on the court behind him. It results in an automatic technical because that is the way the rule states that if anything's is thrown on the court, there's no warnings, there's no, no nothing. It's an automatic technical, and he hits one technical shot because it wasn't done by the team, I think is my understanding about this. That's the reason there was only one technical foul shot. Uh, he hits that one, gives the Mississippi State the one-point lead, misses the second, the third one now at this point on purpose, and Mississippi State ends up winning the game by one point. They don't have to be pretty. They just have to be wins. And at this point, that was very much the case. Mississippi State just needed to get out of there with a win. Uh, Quindary Witherspoon, he led the way for Mississippi State in this game. He scores 31 points in the win, uh, led all scorers uh, with 31 points. That was a career high for him. And it was just a game that Mississippi State was at one point cruising, and then it just – Georgia, like I said, they just kept chipping away, kept chipping away. Uh, South Carolina went into a zone, and when they went into that zone, Mississippi State just didn't seem to have an answer for it. And honestly, I think that's where you saw for the first time the absence of – of Nick Weatherspoon really coming to play because he's a guy who's another guy who can really affect teams with his dribble penetration, and he's really good at the pull-up mid-range jumper. That's one of the shots that he excels at. So it would have been really nice to have had him out on the floor tonight, but he obviously was not there because his suspension is an indefinite suspension. We still don't know exactly what it was that caused this suspension, but we'll probably find out eventually at some point. Uh, I would probably look towards either... Either Brett Hudson, who is now at Matt Wyatt Media, or Tyler Horker, I would expect one of those two guys to end up finding something out. If they don't find out something, we probably won't ever hear what happened. Uh, there's rumors out there. I've heard rumors myself. I've had a few things come across my way, but nothing is, substanti- nothing is concrete enough to be able to start reporting it. But like I said, I've heard the rumors myself. I'm sure it's probably a lot of the same ones that you might have heard as well. But like I said, there's nothing concrete out there, so we still don't know what it is that got him suspended indefinitely. But at this point, like I said, you just need to get a win. Uh, You just need to have a win because you've got to be able to... Like I said, you need to stay at 500. And you're really close to 500 now. Uh, If you get two more wins... You've got a, you've got some winnable games coming up. You've got a winnable game coming up to Saturday against South Carolina, which we're going to talk about in just a minute. You've got a really winnable game at home against the Missouri Tigers, and then you've got a you finish the season at Texas A uh, with a winnable game at home against Texas A M. Now, you can win against Auburn and you can win against Tennessee. Those games aren't unwinnable, but. At this point, you kind of have to look at the schedule and look at what the way Miss State has played in the past and think that if you're ranking them, those two games of the remaining five would definitely be at the very bottom of the list just because of the fact that you are going on the road. Now, you beat Auburn earlier. You can beat them again. There's no question about that. Ole Miss went up to Auburn and beat them after having won there already, so... You just need to be able to, like I said, at least get two more wins. If you could get three or four more, that'd be great, but uh, you need to get at least two more. You really don't want to lose any of your remaining home games because those become bad losses at this point. South Carolina, they're they're becoming a not a bad loss that first game, but if you lose to them at home because of the fact that they're going to be outside the top 70 then all of a sudden it probably does become a bad loss if you lose to them at home. So let's talk about that now. South Carolina, what did Mississippi State do wrong? What do they need to do better this time around now that they're playing South Carolina at home? One, you just need to finish the game. Uh, you, need to, you need to take care of business. The one thing that hurt Mississippi State so badly in that first game against South Carolina was – the Bulldogs got absolutely, positively nothing from their bench. Uh, the only two, the only points that were scored uh, from their bench was by Tyson Carter. He had two points. Everything else was done by the starters. I don't expect that to happen again. I don't expect ben, – Ben Howland has gotten better really ever since – I don't remember what game it was that he just kind of – the most recent game that he just kind of forgot about – Robert Woodard and some of his bench players. I don't remember which one it was, but there's been there's been some, but ever since the most recent one, probably I guess against LSU, I think it was that the last game that he that he kind of just forgot about his bench. He hasn't done that since then, so I think he's kind of gotten that corrected. I think he's figured out a way to make sure that he gets those guys in the game. Uh, so I don't expect that to be an issue this time around. I expect Robert Woodard to play. I expect Eric Holman to play. I don't expect Nick Weatherspoon to play. I I assume that whatever has caused him to miss these last two games, I expect him to still be out. Which means you're basically going to be relying on seven players. Mississippi State did have an eighth player played tonight. night. Keyshawn Fazil did get some playing time, but it was just a couple of minutes. He, he did not get much playing time at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to find and see if they got the minutes. Yeah, he played one minute in the game. Uh, for the most part, every it was a seven-man rotation. Uh, Robert, the, uh, the second came in, he played 18 minutes. He had some really good minutes so those, in those 18 minutes. He, he had six rebounds and scored five points, and the, they were five big points because they came right there towards the end of the game when... Uh, when Georgia was trying to make a make a run. Eric Coleman just continues to struggle. I I just don't know what's going on with that Eric Coleman. He played sixteen minutes, one rebound, uh, only scored two points. I like I said, I don't know what's going on with, with him. He just he has just he for the first three years of his career at Mississippi State, he was improving, he was making Ever strides every single season. He was the one guy you could always point to and said, "Look, here is one guy who got who gotten better every time, every single year that he's been here. This year, he has regressed badly, and it's just not been pleasant to watch." So, uh, but what do you need to do to win this game? Like I said last time, you didn't get anything from your bench. Another problem that you had is Malik Kotsar. I am not sure if I am pronouncing his name right, or Kotsar, or however it's pronounced. He had a career game. He goes off for 25 points, uh, has nine rebounds, one block, two assists, and was the real big reason why the South Carolina Gamecocks won that game. For the season, he is only averaging seven points a game, but he went for 25 in that game, and that was the big reason why Mississippi State lost. Another reason they lost is because of the fact that Chris Silva just absolutely dominated the boards. He had 12 rebounds. Uh, four of which were offensive rebounds. Mississippi State just didn't really have an answer for him. Eric Coleman had a decent game that game. He was probably, that was probably his last really good game. He scored 20 points, had 10 rebounds, uh, was 5 of 8 from three-point range, had five blocks. I don't know that you're not probably getting that from Eric Coleman again. We, we haven't seen that Eric Coleman in a long time. So you've got to be able to find those points elsewhere. Where are you going to find them? Well, probably from Q Weatherspoon. Q Weatherspoon has taken his game up another level. Like I said earlier, he went for 31 tonight. He just continues to shoot the ball extremely well and just to absolutely fill up the stat line and to fill up the bucket. I don't expect him to have a game like he had against South Carolina the first time. He was five of fourteen, uh, had seven reb- had nine rebounds. So that was the one good thing that he did really well. Uh, but he turned the, he turned the basketball over five times. Uh, he's going to have to step up and be what he's been basically the last probably ten or eleven games because uh, he has been absolutely lights out and has carried this team to this seven and six record in SEC play. And they're going to need him to be able to get back above five hundred. Uh, for the, uh, to stay above five hundred in SEC play, if they can do that, I think he I think they'll be in really good shape. So, uh, like I said, I think Mississippi State's going to win this game. I think playing at home will help. I don't know if there's going to be a ton of people there. I honestly don't. The one thing you've got also going on, there's supposed to be a baseball game this weekend between Southern Miss and Mississippi State. I don't know how much that's going to actually take place because of the fact that they're expecting quite a bit of rain. But that could cut into the crowd as well because I don't know that that game's going to be over by the time the basketball game is over, especially if they end up actually playing it. Now, if if that game gets rained out or if they don't end up doing a doubleheader, then you could see a bigger crowd at the basketball game. Um, so th- that's going to be something interesting to see, but I do expect Mississippi State to win this game, to get to 8-6 and six in conference play. Uh, probably not quite as high scoring as the previous game was, but a lot of that happened in overtime. Uh, both teams were at 75 points a- a- in overtime. Probably where they were in regulation. I think Mississippi State probably wins this one 74-6. 69, I think. Somewhere in that range. I think you're going to see Mississippi State end up winning on Saturday. Now, I did ask some people if they had any questions. Uh, I didn't do the – normally I give a little bit more time. But I did have a few people ask questions. Uh, Miles Baird asked where the heck did the team go down the stretch. That goes back to the fact that Mississippi State did not handle the zone. They were uh, zoning Mississippi State, and Mississippi State just didn't handle it very well. And like I said earlier, I think that's where the lack of not having Nick Weatherspoon really came into play. He would be really good at breaking down a zone because of the fact that his game is built for such a thing. He could you don't have to you don't have to penetrate too deep into a zone to be able to beat it. You just need to be able to penetrate a little bit to be able to get a, a pull up shot from like 15 feet away, and that's what Nick Weatherspoon does so well. And they didn't have him. Uh, Tyson Carter is decent off the dribble, but that's not the strength of his his game. He they're asking Tyson Carter to do a lot more than what he is supposed to be able to do by having to play Nick Weatherspoon's role. He did a really good job of it against Arkansas. He did less of a good job of it on Tuesday night against, I'm sorry, on Wednesday night against the Georgia Bulldogs. Like I said, he, he played fine. Uh, he, he scored 11 points, but his shooting percentage, he was 4 of 13. He only hit 2 of 7 three pointers. You know, it was, there were some, it wasn't the cleanest game. Like I said, he wasn't being forced to do things that he normally doesn't have to do, and it's gonna make it's gonna be difficult for him at sometimes if he's if they're asking him to have to do that all season long for the rest of the year. So that's what happened down the stretch, Miles. Uh, the Bulldogs just couldn't find any way to beat that zone, and it made life really difficult. Speaking of Nick Weatherspoon, Rob Montgomery asks, Since Nick is theoretically out, say Nick is theoretically out for the remainder of the season, who becomes the biggest X-Factor see if this team can still reach its full potential? Which is, in my mind, is at the, this point a 5 or 6 seed that for sure wins 1 and possibly 2 in the NCAA tournament. Uh, biggest X-Factor? You kind of think Tyson Carter just because of the fact that he is going to have to, you know, take on that role that... He's going to take on the role that Nick Weatherspoon plays. But here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say Lamar Peters. Somebody's got to take some of the scoring burden off of Quindary Weatherspoon. Because that's one of the big problems that, they, that they're that they having right now. is Lamar Peters has kind of disappeared recently. Uh, he didn't have any points tonight against the Georgia Bulldogs. I'm recording this on Wednesday night. Uh, he had two steals, which is fine. But he only had two assists. He had two turnovers, two rebounds. He, he, he just was... He wasn't a factor in this game at all. They need him. They've got to have somebody else step up and take some of the scoring burden off Quindary Weatherspoon. We can't, Quindary is not going to go for 31 every single night. It's looking like he can go for 20 most nights, but he's not going to do what he's done tonight. Against Arkansas, I don't think he did. Uh, Lamar Peters did much better. I'm trying to find the stats on what he did against Arkansas. Uh, against the Razorbacks, Lamar Peters did. And of course, my computer's being slow. Let's see. Against the Razorbacks, Lamar Peters, he went for five points, uh, one of six from the field. 1-5 of five from three-point range. Let's go back even further. Let's go back to Alabama. I think he had an okay game against Alabama, but I'm not 100% positive. Uh, against Alabama, Lamar Peters. 20 Okay, yeah, there we go. 22 points, four steals, 7-15 uh, from the field, 3-6. of six. And if you will recall, Ben Howland in his press conference or after the game said that he thought that was the best Mississippi State had played in his time there. Well, look at the stats. You got Lamar Peters going for twenty-two. You got Quindary Weatherspoon going for twenty. Like I said, he to me is the if you if you're looking for an X factor, the guy who is going to make the difference between Mississippi State being you know a team that just barely makes the NCAA tournament or a team that can actually play well and win some games in the NCAA tournament. Lamar Peters, he's got to step up in the two games that they played without. Without Nick Weatherspoon, he has scored a total of five points, and that's just not going to cut it. Especially if you get to Auburn, you get to Tennessee, or you get into the NCAA tournament, and you don't have Nick Weatherspoon. Lamar Peters has to be the dynamic, electric player that he is capable of being. Because if, if he's not, then this place is not going to do much for the rest of the season. There, I think they still make the. I still think they can make the NCAA tournament. You know, with Quindary Weatherspoon just trying to play He-Man and. Lamar Peters not doing much, but if they want to have a if you, if they want to meet their potential, like uh, like he was asking, if they want to meet that potential, then they need Lamar Peters to be that X factor and to be the guy who ends up scoring at the rate that he's capable of. So, all right, guys, I appreciate you guys tuning in. I really do. Uh, we will. Probably have at least two or three shows next week, and uh, we'll just kind of go from there. So, like I said, appreciate you guys tuning in. And as always, until next time, Hail State.